hello and welcome to Navigating Life with Coach Mo. We are here in season two for another episode. And today, I just want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. As you all know, I have the best guest on the planet. And today I have Nico Church with me. He is not only the man, he is not only the heavyweight champion, but he is also my cousin. And he has a really, really good story around a theme that was happening in his life. And we are going to share the details of that with you today. Without further ado, I would love to introduce to you Mr. Nico Church and give him an opportunity to share with you who he is, where he's from, and who he belongs to. Nico, welcome to the to the show, Navigating Life with Coach Lowe. I am so glad you finally made it. <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. In the flesh, in the, uh, real life, real life, I'm here, I'm made, I'm made. I wanna first off, thank you so much, um, Coach Lowe, Cousin Lowe um for allowing me just to come on and just kind of share share a bit about my story about my life who i am what makes me um the man i am today um the husband the father the man of god and everything like that um i'm originally from st louis um the third of seven children my mom uh original single mother um yeah my dad you know was incarcerated when i was age 13 um that kind of spurred the start of my life and everything like that so um, I am a husband to my beautiful wife, Angelique Church. Um, I have three beautiful children. Um, Nico's 20, 23, Aaliyah 20, will be 21 next uh, Friday, uh, the 24th. And then I got my baby girl coming up while well, I just turned eight. Um, so that's between those uh, four, that's really, you know, my push of that was kind of my driving force of, you know, who made me who I am today. Um, but that's a little bit about myself. I, uh, I love photography, I love sports, um, coaching sports, playing sports, um, anything sport oriented, anything, if you call it sport, I enjoy it. Um, favorite color is blue, um, member of Five Sigma Fraternity Incorporated um, as well. Um, but uh, it's just a little bit about myself, you know, so I'm excited to be here. I'm thankful and I'm blessed to be here. And, uh, my mission and uh, behind all of this is just to really inspire somebody, just to really show um, the uh, the importance of uh, just keeping going, just just keep going, believing in yourself, trusting in yourself, believing and trusting in God no matter what, uh, because God God has purpose for all of our life. God God got something special for all of us. So you just got to be able to tap into that thing, listen to Him, um, and man, once you get yourself out of the way, it's amazing. It becomes amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, and I agree. <laughs> and I agree. So, so Nico, we are going to talk today about the day of pain, passion, and purpose for Nico Church. So tell us a little bit about this special date. It's December 20th. And so um, December, it all started for you, um, December 2003. Tell us a little bit about that great day because that was a date of celebration and history and the whole show. So tell us a little bit about yes, this. Yes, correct. Uh, December 2003, um, December 20th, 2003. Uh, that, was, that was the day that I graduated from college. 
college. Um, that was a special day for me because um, it was significant in my family because I was a first generation graduate from my family, uh, first generation graduate from my family. Um, that was a huge milestone. That was kind of the, the, the torchbearer that I put the weight on my shoulders. Um, but it was also special to me because um, I had a very challenging and struggling uh, high school career, if you say, got in a lot of trouble, did, did a lot of knucklehead things, uh, barely graduated. I mean, I literally almost graduated with like 160 GPA. And it was, one, it was something that was told, you know, college was not in my future. I mean, I tested, you know, to try to get into community college. I didn't do well. And it was just like, man, college is out. College is not my thing. Um, but it was something that, you know, was starting to spur inside of me. And, you know, uh, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to be that, that, that example, be that lead. You know, I had my kids at home and, you know, that was, that was, that was huge for me. That was huge for me. My mom made it to my graduation, which was about five hours away, which was huge because my mom, she doesn't like to be driven on the street. You can't do 35 miles per hour on the street. So to get her there, I have no idea how God made it happen, but he made it happen. And, you know, even still to this day, you can't get my mom to drive 30 minutes on the highway. <laughs> so it was it was huge it was huge you know and also I had you know my uh one of my high school principal you know administrator that was there you know she made the promise that you know if I go to college she helped me to uh help you know pay for me you know through college things like that which was amazing because again first off I never thought I would go to college and then secondly just to have the, you know this you know this white lady um kind of take me under her wings and just you know believe in me and trust in me was something that at that moment I had no idea what it what were due for me in my life but that was just kind of the start you know it was something amazing for me so to have those people there for me um, with that support system was, was truly truly amazing that is awesome so you said a couple of things in there um you 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 pointed out the fact that your principal was a white lady that actually helped you. Why did you make that significant in your expression? Is yeah, can you just answer that question? Because I was gonna ask some other stuff. I'll just let you answer it. Well, the reason why the reason why I mentioned that because I grew up in the city, grew up in the inner city in St. Louis. Um, you know, kind of rough neighborhood. Um, you know, so I was in the DSEC program. DSEC program is you know, where we kind of bus kids from the city out to the county. It was about a, it's probably about a 40 minute ride. Um, and when I say that, I say that uh, it's a significance because at that time, this is something that just wasn't happening. You know, it was something that, you know, we didn't really feel a lot of togetherness. There was a lot of separation, whatever the case may be. And, and I didn't understand at the moment why me and all kids that uh, got in a lot of trouble was in her office all the time, but it was something to me that she's seen in me that I couldn't see in myself. Um, so, you know, my mom, she wasn't, you know, we, we didn't have a lot growing up and things like that. So, um, it's one of those things that, you know, if they would buy me clothes from Walmart, you know, say a jogging suit or some pants and things like that, that would help me. Um, so they kind of took me under, under, under the wings and I just didn't really understand, you know, what, what it was, but I was like, why does she want this little black kid? You know, why are they helping that? Why are they helping me out? You know, because that's just something that just wasn't happening at that time. Um, so I, I kind of put that emphasis on there because it was something that was different. You know, that was something that most people wouldn't do at that moment. So, but that's something that was important to me. And I think that that speaks volumes to the current uh, undertone we're having with racial and social discrimination in our country. Yes. You know, we, we're coming through a pandemic 
Um, we've just changed um, administration in our country. And so there's, there's still a lot of residual that is going on, but everyone that doesn't look like you is not against you. They can be for you. And so like That's yourself, true. I'm very grateful to say that my world is very diverse and colorful. And so I, I think that that really helps Correct. you to be a, a whole complete person that your world is not just people that look like you. That's right. I mean, I, I think it's so important because, you know, being at a, you know, predominantly white, you know, school, um, you know, you kind of get the best of both worlds. You know, I feel was the best for me. Um, I'm not saying had I went to the city school that things would have been the same, but I know our neighborhood, I know where I was at, and I know growing up that for me to be at the situation, the school where I was at was the best thing for me. To get that help was something that was even different from a lot of people, even at the school, mm -hmm. from friends, even in high school today, um, to even get that. So, I mean, I just know that that was just kind of the beginning that God was kind of doing something in my life, and I had no idea, you know, until I really started tapping into, you know, his true promise and desires for, for what he had for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, being diverse is so important. I mean, I think we got we got to be able to to learn and live amongst each other, um, and make it just makes the world a better place. I mean, if you can, you know, attend with your white friends or Asian friends or you know Hispanic friends, or you know black white, everyone just needs to be able to get together and love on them. Because if you are a true Christian, and you love you love Christ, you love the Lord. You know, you should be able to love love that neighbor as you love yourself. Right. You know, so. I think that's something that's that's something that's very important because me myself, I love culture. I love to travel. I love trying to experience new things. I want to travel the world. It is on my bucket list to travel the world. I mean, literally every single continent, every single state that's on my bucket list has been on my bucket list since I was a small child. And, you know, post COVID, you know, prayfully that, you know, the world starts opening up and I can get out to travel and do some things like that. Awesome. 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 Okay. So let's move right along. So we're going back. To December 20th because we're talking about the pain, the passion, and the purpose of Nico Church where December 20th is concerned. So on December 20th, 2007, you had another milestone that took place, not just one, but two. So for uh, current wife, why by two, a two, two big ones. <laughs> Your your now wife, my biological cousin, she graduated from college, and then you proposed to us. Tell us about that. Spill the tea. This is exciting, man. <laughs> well, you know that you know that was a huge, huge thing. You know that that was that was definitely an exciting moment again for for you know for 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 our life and everything like that. Um, so my wife, she graduated undergrad that year, um, you know, and I, I don't know what I was thinking, you know, what, what happened at the time, you know? So, but we we went out to dinner and everything like that. And I've been playing this thing. I'm like, man, this, this is a good girl. I, I didn't know she was good for real, but I mean, she's a, she's a good girl. She's a great one. She's a wonderful one. Um, you know, we, we got different stories on how we met and how we got together. With, but again, <laughs> it was at my employer. She came up to me, you know, I'm, I'm working, doing my thing, you know, and then she's like, man, you know, you know, so, you know, we exchange numbers or whatever the case may be. And, you know, fast forward, skip it up, you know, December 20th, she graduates. We're at dinner. The whole family's there. 
you know, we're at Kobe, which is one of our favorite restaurants that we literally go to for our birthdays, our anniversary, everything. Every fun moment we go to Kobe Steakhouse, you know, a little hibachi grill, they cook it in front of you and everything. Everybody's kind of spread out, you know, amongst the table and everything like that. So I get up, go to the restroom. So I say, and I go to our waiter. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I'm about to propose to my girl, you know, you know, and uh, I want you to bring this ring out, you know, on this. Uh, they brought the ring out on, uh, on like this dish with the cheesecake with the, you know. So they brought the dish out, you know, bring the dish along and everything like that. And uh, I was like, hey, baby, you want some cheesecake, you know? So, and then uh, bring the cheesecake, had the ring on it, grabbed the ring and got down on one knee and, you know, the crowd erupted, you know, the family erupted and everything. And it was just, it was crazy. And she said, yes. And here we are 10 years later, you know, still, still married. And, you know, so it's, it's definitely awesome. So. Love it. I love it. I love it. That is what it is all about. So, wow, 10 years in already. Who would have thought it? Yes. But yes. Congratulations. Um, I'm so glad that you guys are still together. You just celebrated her birthday. You guys had a great time doing that. Yeah. So, that is just so awesome. So, we are still with the thing of December 20th. Now we're going to go four years forward into 2011 and we lost our grandmother. Tell us about that season for mm -hmm. you and why that is one of the parts of your story. So yeah, so 2011, um, you know, my, if I guess technical would be grandmother-in-law, I don't know if that's even, you know, but no, <laughs> she was my grandma. That was my granny. Item made her was my granny. I loved her to death. I love, you know, that was my granny. And when I traveled to Chicago, she gave me nothing but love. She, you know, it was just a connection. It was a special thing that, that we felt. And it was, you know, couldn't nobody mess with me. You know, the in-laws, I mean, I, I didn't have any problem with any in-laws. You know, all my in-laws are amazing. Um, but granny was just something special. And she she would let you talk, talk bad about me. She wouldn't let you say, you couldn't anyway, you know, but she just wouldn't let nobody bother me. She always cooked for me. She, we were always welcome at her house. And I'm like, dang, man, I, that took me back to the moment where I had my granny. I lost my granny right before I graduated college. And, you know, so it was hard having that, you know, because a grandma's love is none, it's nothing more special than a grandparent's love. You know, so I'm like, man, you know, so I literally made that my granny. I wanted to go see her. I wanted to travel all the time to see her, you know, and then um, she started battling cancer. So she had a lot of years of battling cancer and things like that. Um, so we, you know, we'll travel, you know, to Chicago quite a bit, you know, for holidays, you know, we rotate and things um, and see her. And, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, well, not unfortunately, but, you know, unfortunately she, she got her wings, got, you know, um, healed her from, from all her sickness and her pain, you know, on December 20th. Um, so I'm like, man, again, something, something just happens on December 20th. I'm like, this is crazy, you know? So, uh, but it's, 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 it's a moment where it was hurt and it was a pain for, for my wife, especially, you know, but me as well, I felt it just like she was my own grand, you know? So, um, and I still, to this moment, you know, we always, you know, say, you know, we always uh, look out for our birthday and things like that. We celebrate, you know, that moment, um, December 20th, just, just as a, you know, her going on into internal peace. Um, but that's always a moment that I'm always going to remember how, how special and how impactful she was with that. That granny's love was amazing to me. Um, so I'm, I'm forever embedded and I'm forever thankful 
for just her coming into my life and just bringing bringing so much of that that I missed from my granny. Yeah. From those years that I didn't have her. I'm trying not to get emotional. Uh, um, it was being everything for me. Uh, so it was definitely great. It was definitely great. And I'm apologizing in advance right now. I'm already starting to get emotional. I said I wasn't going to get emotional. So um, just bear with me. If y'all see me crying, just know, look, men, we need to cry. You know, we don't need to hold this thing in. We need to be able to let these emotions out. And you ain't weak. You ain't soft. You ain't nothing if you need to express yourself. You know, I mean, be able to release that endorphin is amazing. You know what I'm saying? And I don't see tears of pain. It's tears of joy. It's tears of happiness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's tears of of just just knowing that how grateful or, or whatever it is that moment was. You know, so it's yeah. You, you can definitely cry. It's all right. You're all right, man. If you cry. And cut it, you have permission. <laughs> you have my permission. Do like you do. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you just do what you need to do. It's all good. So I'm trying, I'm trying to hold it all together, you know. It's okay. You don't even have to hold it together if you don't want to. (laughs) You just gave them permission to cry. So if you need to let it let it flow. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we have a um right, right. We we moving on two years later. 2013 December 20th you um had a really interesting experience where you attempted suicide so much had transpired for you that was good above that what was it that happened in your life that would take you to that place where you no longer wanted to be here Man, you know, it's, you know, for every high you got, you got lows, you know, and I had a lot of lows going on. I had a lot of struggles. I had a lot of, you know, challenges with like, you know, with family and, you know, child custody and, you know, child support and just my company, you know, I had a lot of issues with the company um, that I felt like, you know, I was kind of getting, you know, kind of getting past those promotions and, you know, and I know I was the best candidate. I'm crushing it in sales. I'm crushing it on every level, just being the best and being amazing. And I felt, I felt lost. You know, I felt unvalued. I didn't feel loved. And I'm like, this, this is the same day where all these great things have been happening to me. But this is the same day where, that, where the enemy tries to come into your mind and trying to trick you and be like, no, you don't need to be here. You know what I mean? You don't. Because ain't nobody thinking about you right now. There's there's nobody that's giving you the love and the attention that you desire and that you want right now. So go ahead and do it. Take yourself out. I put a gun to my head. I was sitting in my closet. And I'm like, I'm done. Say, I don't want to be here anymore. All right. And uh, God won't let me do it. He won't let me do it. And uh, I was so, I'm like, why? Why? Like, why won't this thing happen? Why won't it work? And uh, there's a reason why he kept me around. There's a reason why he kept me going because I won't be here to join all the 
the peace and all the love that I have, had I gave up on myself, had, I, had, I, had that happen. I don't know what happened to the gun. I don't know the jam. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. But I just thank God that I'm still here. I thank God that I made it through that tough moment um, where I just didn't feel valued, feel loved. But, hey, I'm good now. You know, I'm I'm straight. And uh, But I forever remember that moment. Like, no matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you always look back, like the further you go, the higher level that you get, you know, you get more devils, more, more hatred, more pain, more everything coming towards you. And, you know, I, it was a trick of the enemy. He was trying to take me out because he, he knew that God had something special for me. He knew that there was a special anointing and plan over my life that would be impactful for me to help others, you know, going through similar struggles or similar pains and things like that. So I'm I'm forever grateful and blessed that I'm still here. Forever thankful that I'm still here. That is a blessing. I um I am so grateful that the Lord allowed you to say Jeremiah 29 11 in the Bible says, for I know the plans I have declares the Lord. They are plans to prosper you and not harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. When you mentioned the, the battle, the struggle, and how God would not allow it to happen because there was still, God still has next for you. And so some N-E-X-T, there were some nexts for you. And um, his plan yeah. is, he is unapologetic about his plan for his children. And so even in your lowest of lows, God still has a plan. So I am just grateful that you could see the hand of God on your life for yourself so that you can continue to be an example and an inspiration for others. I want to say to you personally, thank you for being vulnerable in this moment and just sharing that part because um, you you mentioned some things. You said when you were talking about crying that man, you not soft, you not this, you're not that. Um, Sometimes people can feel like uh, suicide or weaklings, and it's not. It is a struggle. It is a battle um, in your soul. It's a battle in your Stronghold. mind. Yeah, and so yeah. you know we have to we have to learn how to be sensitive to the things that people are going through. So I just want to say thank you so much for not eliminating that piece of it because that's important. People struggle with the spirit daily, you know, and, and this yeah. is something that you went through, and you have the opportunity to still be here and share it. And I thank God for that. So, um, so we're yeah. going to move on from that. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add additional to that? Oh, uh, well, you had mentioned Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, and, you know, that's literally my favorite scripture. I, I literally write that scripture out every single day on my notepad. And I have been doing this seriously 
for like the last five years of my life, you know, I come in, you know, what, you know, for work and things like that. And I write out my to-do list, you know, and that's something, that's one of the things I write out each and every day is that scripture. And I speak it to myself. I recite it to myself each and every day. And that's something that's been carrying me. That's been driving me because I believe it is up on my board. Uh, my whiteboard here at work. I mean, it's literally everywhere. I, everywhere I take it is there. You know, I had uh, my keychain. You know, I literally have it every single where I go because that's always a reminder to me of that moment. Like I could have been gone, <laughs> took myself out of here. But the reason why I'm going because I know God has a plan for me. I know He has a purpose for me, and that's the reason why I got to keep this thing moving. I got to keep this thing going because I know it's somebody out there that's having the same struggle, that's having the same pains. And the, the challenges and the and the battles that I had. And and if I'm able to to pull that thing out of me and, and speak it and allow them to see and hear the fullness and joy that comes with life, if you just continue to keep on going, man, God, God, man, all I can say is God, God is good, God is amazing, you know, and he'll meet you at your lowest point. And I'm telling you right now. My strengths in God came from all those times when I was knocked down in that valley, when I was beat down, laid on my back. Only way, I, only thing I had to do was look up because I know he will bring me out of that valley. He will bring me out of that, that you know, whatever pain that, that I was feeling, I know God would bring me out of it. And that's one of the things that, that strengthened my relationship with Christ is from every struggle, every battle that I had. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So we have gotten through the 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 uh, the grunge, of it. so the the hardest places we have moved through them, and I am grateful. But moving forward, we have good news. On God is not through yet. So three years later, moving forward, two thousand sixteen. You went from, you didn't want to be here anymore to God opening the door for you to have your first home built. What did that feel like? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, that was, that was like a dream, an amazing, amazing moment. Uh, um, some that spurred me all the way back to my childhood, you know, where I love to draw and kind of, you know, craft and design and things like that. I wanted to go to college for interior design and construction and do all this stuff because I always had this vision of building a house when I was a kid, you know, nobody in our family had did it, you know, to that point um, that I had known of or anything, you know, um, you, you know, my aunt, she, she you know, she uh, had built her house uh, before I did, but what I, I never seen it happen, you know, and I, we weren't told about it. We weren't, we weren't like given the tools of success to do it on how to do it. Um, because we, we grew up poor, we grew up poverty, struggling, you know, living check to check bills, you know, you got more bills than money. Um, but when God puts something on the inside of you and you start listening to him, he'll hear the desires of your heart. And when you lean into him and believe in him and trust in him, he'll make a way. Let me tell you about this out. So I said, when I was 30, I, I wanted to buy me a house. When I'm turned 40, I want me, I want to build me a house. 
And that's me doing it my way. But God was like, uh, when you come in and let me take over, I'm going to get this thing going long before this. So 2016, December 20th, you know, 36, you know, we write to build our house. So me, being a knucklehead, not knowing what all it takes to build a house, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I had $1,000 in my name that I put down to build a house. And first, we got approved on a house, you know, that was, you know, about 45 minutes out. And I was like, man, no, nah, we can't, we won't be able to, to do this because my mom won't come out here. My grandpa won't come out here. You know, family won't come out. I said, no, nah, that ain't it. So that thing came back to building a house. So we go in, we go through all the procedures of, you know, picking out everything, picking out, you know, everything from the floor to the doorknobs, to the, to the, 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 the ceilings, to the, to the roof. To the brick, I mean, just absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. I'm excited. <laughs> I had no idea the struggle that we were about to have with building this house. <laughs> I had no idea. First off, I had no idea how much money we needed to build this house. Because if you would have told me I needed, you know, ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars down payment, closing costs, all this, I'm like, no, because you know what? I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have it. But the thing is, the thing about God, <laughs> my God. When, when you remove yourself from the equation, because me, I was blowing it. I, I had, no, it wasn't going to happen. But when I signed that contract and we started that process and I started having challenges with the lenders, you know, I had to, I had to meet with four different lenders because the house that we currently had, it wasn't selling. And it was just chaotic and crazy and whatever the case may be. But something popped in my head. And one of my favorite schools at the time was like, faith without works is dead. So I'm like, look, I got to find somebody that's going to do this loan. You know, because at this point, we've already signed the contract. We signed the contract December 20th. They're building the house. The house is going up no matter what. And we need to figure out how we're going to get out of our old house and get to the new house. But God was like, look, man, you're going you gonna to try to do it yourself or you're going to get out of the way. So... <laughs> literally i just pulled myself out the way march april and may i had my three best three best months at that time in my career for sales where i was able to get enough money for our down payment and our closing costs and that june of that year 2017 we moved into our house and you talking about a jubilation a life change just everything i mean just go from a place where we now have sidewalks there's lights on the streets. I mean, just a whole mindset is different. Every single day that I drive home, I'm forever thankful. Every single day just excites me that I'm like, wow, we, you know, this, this amazing, amazing vessel, you know, that we've seen from the ground up. And I'll never forget, I got into the hole in my house, you know, because I'm kind of crazy. You know, I, I, I jumped in a hole. I had me some little holy oil, and I just walked the perimeter of that house. And I just said, you know, the foundation of Christ it's that, that, that base of Christ. Once you have the foundation of Christ, he will do everything for you. And I just sprinkled that oil and I was just reciting scriptures and praying and everything around the base of the house. God knew that house was going to be for me. I, every single day I went by and took pictures of that house as it's growing from the very first day, flat grand to, to where they tore the hole all the way up. And I was having those struggles and those challenges. And we were this close. We were about to throw in the towel. My wife was like, look, it's not working out. We're not able to save the house. We're not able to do it. But if I would have listened to my flesh and be like, you know what, we done. 
it would have never happened. I, that one day I met a guy, um, my neighborhood on my street that was, uh, you know, he worked in uh, real estate previously, like 20 years. And he's like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not in real estate anymore, but I got a guy that's a lender. Um, that's a friend that's a lender. He was the one guy that was able to get me, you know, get my loan to go through. We had to turn our place into a, uh, you know, a uh, rental home and things like that. It was just, just crazy. Like every other, no other lender could figure this thing out. But this guy was able to figure out. And if I would have just gave up, threw in the time, but like, yep, yeah, I'm done. We ain't, we ain't gonna have, we just gonna stay at the old house. We would not have the peace. We would not have the joy. We would not have the love, the excitement you know, that everything that we have in this house right now. I mean, literally, we picked out every single thing in this house that we wanted. We picked it out. And I'm talking about every single day, man. I'm like, amazing. That's why I, I, I be like, hey, get off the wall, stay off the wall. You know, it's just like amazing, <laughs> amazing. You know, so, man, and, and it always goes back to that December 20th. You know, that's that day. And it's just like, man, this, this, this energy was amazing. And it all started on December 20th. Wow. 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 So that, that is just so awesome because I didn't know all of the details. So, I mean, that is just so exciting. I mean, it was just like, God was like, yeah. we're doing this. It's going to, you're going to have to go through the yeah. process. Yeah. And so, so often that yeah. is what we try to dodge as humans. We want to dodge the process, mm -hmm. but the process is what ultimately gives you the testimony, right? Yes, yeah, that's right. Right. It was that. It was that part. It was that the part of that pain, that uncomfortableness, you know, where you had to go through to realize, like, you can't rush these things. And if and if that process would have been the normal three month process, whatever it takes to build. It would have never happened. God extended that thing for a reason, for all of those things to happen, for me to get the correct lender, for me to get the, the right amount of money. Because again, I had a thousand dollars and I needed 20. And if you would have told me going into it, yeah, this is what you need. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, we we gonna we tear this up. There's no way it's gonna happen. But but because of because of that faith, you know, that belief, that trust in God, there were people were showing up at work before I even got to work. I'm like, what? these people come and i had no idea what was going on over the over those time periods until it was all in i said wow every single day these people were here for a reason like i literally had my best months at that point i had been with the company for 13 years i had my best months for those three months in order for those things to happen right. and it was man it's crazy i sit out on my patio i got nice nice size backyard i love to cut the grass you know, it's like, man, two-car garage. I mean, just the little things that you take for granted, you know, and it's just like, man, it's it's amazing, amazing. And I'm man, yeah, it's 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 tight, you know, it's definitely fun. It was it was everything. Congratulations, cousin. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you because you never gave up. I'm proud of you because you led your family. I'm proud of you because you allow God to be your leader, you know? And, and like you said, you moved yourself out of the way and you allowed yourself to follow his guide and his instruction. So the dream, we about to talk about the dream, y'all. <laughs> so, so amidst a pandemic, 
so much transpired. So December 20th, you actually launched. You see the logo behind him. It's a camera. You see the logo on his shirt. Nico Church, Church Photography was born December 20th, 2020, amidst a pandemic. And um, I was so excited to see you celebrating God's goodness. I was excited to see everything that was going on. But one of the things that I learned is the person that introduced you to photography, we lost him in 2020 as well. And so um, I just want you to just kind of unpack that story a little bit because this is something that you really wanted to do. You always take pictures everywhere. You wanted to be a photographer because it encouraged you to share things with your father who is not accessible to the world, so to speak, but you get to share your world with him through picture. So share, share all that goodness with us. Man, yes. I mean, yeah, so again, December 20th. So to give a little bit about on the backstory, so photography became a love, a passion of mine, a joy for mine. Because again, like you said, my dad got locked up when I was 13 and I, I just didn't have a moment with, with my dad. And, you know, just when you go back and look at the pictures and the store, you know, the video and things like that, you know, kids and sports and school activities and all that stuff, I didn't have it. And then when I had my son at 17, you know, I was like, man, you know, this is something like I have to create. This is something that I have to create. This is something I want to create with, with my family, with my children. Um, so I just started literally from little camera phones, little disposable, you know, 35 millimeters, just taking pictures of everything, every everywhere we went um, of, you know, whether we go to the zoo or family event, birthdays, holidays, whatever the case may be, I was just taking pictures of my family, my children, you know, I said we're growing and then when my daughter was born, um, same thing, just, every, just pictures, pictures, pictures. I mean, we go to events, family events, and like, you always got this camera. You know, at this time, I had just had a little bitty, you know, exposure camera. You're always taking pictures of everything. I'm like, man, I just love taking pictures. You know, it's just something I always enjoy. Um, but also behind that, a little bit of story behind that, you know, the, the, the passion and, you know, part that came around it as well was because, you know, I was going through the custody battle with child support, and I literally had, you know, child custody, I, I had to show these pictures at this moment, you know, in court as to this is who I am. Like I'm in my children's life, you know, outside of college, I've always been around, you know? So when I was away from them, that, that was something different, but I always wanted to be involved with my children because that's something my mom did not play. You lay down and you made, you're going to take care of me. So that's something that I always, always had a value in was family. So, you know, family was something that I always, always loved. And I just always wanted to capture that moment. But through some lies and manipulation and things like that, like I had to prove that I was someone different than what was being told. So I had to literally take these things to court to show like, hey, I'm a father. I'm a father all the time. Look at me with my kids at the park. Look at me with my kids at, you know, Thanksgiving and holidays, whatever the case may be. And that's something that literally at that moment helped save my life um from who knows what jail you know anything like that um but then fast forward just kind of you know going through the years i'm steady taking pictures of you know work events school events through college and you know doing my career and things like that and then i'm in the process of you know changing my church and everything i'm wanting to start you know doing photography at church and 
2017 again is a year that you know when uh when uh we're building our house the, the year that we built our house 2017 the same day i got my side i was in the process of changing church and i and i there was a event called the love right um august 15th the same day i got my side was the same day that god spoke to me about kind of the vision of photography um i went into this church uh which is my current church right now at the moment and uh i was was like amazing amazing the love riot was an event that kind of talked about uh, it was just recently with the Char charleston riots you know where you know there were some uh you know some um some some blacks were um you know ran over from some whites and it was this huge racial tension in the country at the moment um and i wrote out on this wall this big board that had love on it the words l-o-v-e and i wrote love has no color barrier um, and there are thousands and thousands of people who wrote on this board as well. Um, but on the news recap, so they went back to the news recap and they, um, I don't know how they got to it, but it was my quote that they captured out of thousands and thousands of words all over this board. I don't, again, I don't know how it happened, but they used that captured, um, love has no, no color barrier. And that's when God spoke to me about being at this church, which is a huge, my church is huge, you know, very multiple, you know, large church, you know, thousands and thousands of members, multi-campus, um, you know, multi-cultural, multi-dimensional, things like that. And it was this one particular guy, I had my backpack, my camera with me, and I'm like, man, you know, I'm just amazed by these guys walking through with the cameras. I'm like, man, this looks cool, this looks cool. And uh, I was introduced to one of my buddies, uh, David Bell, um, and again, like you said, he recently passed, um, January 12th, um, this year, 2021, but he was the first guy to introduce me into like the photo team at, at church. And, you know, we started shooting every Sunday at church and, you know, we were, you know, anytime I had an event, I'd call him, pick his brain. And, you know, he was that one guy that was on my journey with me, capturing all the moments of my special moments of 2020, you know, the 10 year vow renewal, um, my 40th birthday. 40th birthday picture, my only professional picture that I had myself. Um, so 2020 was that year. This pandemic, this pandemic was crazy. It was going, it was crazy. But at the same time, I thank God that I was able to be sat down, just like a lot of us. You know, I didn't have income, <laughs> I didn't have job, you know. I mean, events were gone, weddings were out, no graduation, no nothing. And I'm like, man, what am I going to do? But that was during that moment, during that time, the guy was speaking to me about kind of what was next. And I just said in my, I was like, man, I want to, I need to get a studio. You know, I need, I need, I, I got this vision of this space, you know, I call it Nico Church, you know, photography studio, but it's creative art space as well, because it's this vision of like just arts and fun and crafts and different things that I want to be able to do not only for myself, but youth and, you know, help train and teach and all these other things. And David was a guy that captured every moment. He was here with me even on the day that I opened my studio. So in October, November, I, the thought came to my mind, I'm like, okay, I, I want to do this. I, I want this space. I need space. But of course, in my flesh, I'm telling myself, I can't afford this. I'm not going to be able to afford this because I, I haven't even made four or $500 a month. Listen, I did not make four or $500 a month to be able to find a place a rental place, a space, first off, nobody's going to look at me because I don't have the income. They're not going to understand, like, dude, you can't pay for this. You know, what do you think you're doing? You're crazy. 
but God, <laughs> God got a plan. God has a purpose. And literally in November, I was like, okay, I want a space. And he spoke to me. He said, stop worrying about the price. Just go find a place. I'm like, what do you mean? Don't worry about the price. I don't have any money to pay for this stuff. I don't have, I blocked it out of my mind. Found me a space. And I said, oh, well, it'd be cool to kind of open up, you know, on my birthday, you know, February. No, and I said, no, no. I know the exact date that I want to open this thing. It's November. How long do I got? Is this, how, how soon can this thing get ready? Man, I said, I'm opening this baby up on December 20th, 2020. In the middle of the pandemic, in the middle of the craziness, in the middle of all the stuff that's going on, it came to life. It bred, it was birthed, you know. David captured all of those moments with me. You know, we came in, set up, you know, took the pictures and everything. We had a walk through just an amazing, amazing event. Had the ribbon cut and everything. And my God was there to capture it all. Um, unfortunately, you know, the next month, you know, he 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 passed away. And it 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 kind of it kind of rocked me. It it took me down for a minute because this is something that me we talk constantly. You know, because we went to, you know, a couple of studios before together and things like that. I'm like, nah, man, I'm going to get a space. We're going to do this thing together. We're going to be rocking and rolling, like, you know. And so it kind of, it kind of, it kind of shook me up for a minute, you know. And, you know, for about a month and a half, I just, I just couldn't focus. I couldn't do anything. I, you know, I'm like, I don't know what to do. But God's like, nah, I got to do this thing in remembrance of him. I can't, I can't stop this thing now. I can't give this thing up now. So, I mean, I owe so much to him. And so for just, you know, just being able to listen to me, calm me down, like on days when I got events, cause I get real nervous. For some reason I get real nervous when I got something big going on, you know, an event or whatever. But that was my guy, man. He always talked to me and um, and always kept me just kind of calm and peaceful and everything like that. Just amazing father, amazing man, you know, amazing man of God. And then, but I'm so thankful that that God led me to that church at that time, at that moment, because that is all a part of my story. That all, it all, everything. Now I can kind of go back and look at all this stuff and realize like, man, God has always been in my life so much. I couldn't see it because I'm trying to do this thing my way. And I had no idea. Look, I had a six figure income, did very well in corporate America, company car, paid vacations, everything. Literally God had to remove me out of all of those things for me to realize what was next because it was something that was like I was successful but I didn't have the peace I didn't have the joy that the things that I have right now but now it's like man every single time where I just kind of remove myself get myself out of the way and stop trying to do a Nico way it's when God come in and just show up like look man I've never left you you just got to be obedient you got to be you got to you got to hear you got to hear my voice to hear what's next had this pandemic not happened where I was forced to sit down I wouldn't be in my space right now in this studio right now because all I was doing is rolling I was I was just kept on rolling I'm trying to do it my way but it's like no if there's something that I want you to do and be specific with it this is how it's going to happen and I'll tell you what man again December 20th now this day 2020 was just that was the culmination like of the next phase of life for me. Like now I'm in this place. Yeah, I don't make the money that I make. I'm, I'm nowhere near the six figures. And you know what? If that happens again because of hard work and, and everything, then it happens. But now I'm not chasing the money anymore. Now it's the peace, the pursuit of peace is what I have now. Because the, the thing that 
that allows me to get up each and every day is that I don't have anybody telling me what to do, how to do, when to do it, whatever the case may be. All I do is just listen to God and just tell, for him to just tell me what's next. He allows the things that come to me and allow me to be able to be fruitful and help and, and bless others and whatever the case may be, all without the same thing that I was doing before. Now it's all about trusting in him, believing in him, and that faith, taking that faith jump was everything, was everything. And now, and even to even today, I said, man, 12, 20, 12, 20, like, what is it about this day? And even when I just did, you know, just read the numbers backwards, it read 221, which is my birthday, <laughs> February 21st. I'm like, man. So every single day, 12, 20, every single time something significant and major happened in my life for a reason, 1220 all goes back to the birth, the numbers of birth. Man, God is amazing. God has some powerful things. You know what I'm saying? We all have, we all have an amazing gift and an amazing talent inside of us. We just got to be able to tap into that thing. So now I'm, I truly understand what my true gift and my passion is because now I knew from my pain, it turned to my passion and my passion turned into my purpose. And my purpose is to bring that love and that joy to not only myself, but to friends and family, to the world, you know? Now I'm at a point where I can literally send, people can see my work, see my my craft, my gift, my talent all over the world. And I'm so excited, I'm so blessed, I'm so thankful because that's bringing joy to people. I love it, I love it, I love it. There is nothing like living in your purpose. If you are walking in purpose, you will not work one day in your life. <laughs> And because it's just yes, it's who yes. you are. It's not what you're doing. You know, it's, yes, not, yes. It's, it's no longer about the money. The money will come. The resources will come because God yes. provides, right? So we're going to let God do what he yes. does. But if we focus on what God has given us to do, then it's all good. And so this yes, yes. inspired me. This inspired me because I love doing these podcasts because I want to inspire someone else. I want to inspire yes. people who have lost their hope. I want to inspire people that feel like I'm going through this and I can't see ahead. But if somebody else can give you to, can shed light on your situation because they've been there, done that and got to the next, then it, it helps to encourage yes. you that, hey, I can make it, you know? so. Nico, I just want to say yes. thank you so much for sharing who you are, cousin. But I want to talk to you yes. about this yes. heavyweight belt. <laughs> so in most of Nico's pictures, y'all, you will see him wherever he goes with this belt on. And it is just so amazing because there is a story of encouragement behind it. And I just want to kind of end our time together with Nico explaining what is the demo? what is it all about to you what does it mean to you all right here's my bell my baby so yeah so so the bell has has a significance you know in my life um it started you know my former employer and things like that where we are uh, we would have challenges and competition for top sales top customer service, whatever the case may be. Um, and I took over a branch that was that was struggling, a location that was struggling, that had challenges with customer service and things like that. And I made it a point, like, my goal is to get that belt. My goal 
is to become the best. My goal is to have the best customer service. My goal is to have the best numbers, the best sales numbers, everything. That was my goal. That was my mission. I did it. I did it month one. I did it month two. Did it month three. And I ran off like 12 months in a row, just like top customer service and top sales and everything. And it just literally became mine. It's like, nobody was going to be like, you weren't going to be, you weren't going to take the bill from me anymore. Like I, I was going to be like the best, you know, and literally I made it, I made it a point to, to work hard, challenge my team, challenge my employees and myself to, to be like the best at whatever you want to be, you know, to give the best service, to give the best, you know, the best experience possible. Um, and it's crazy because I literally take this belt with me every single place I go. This place has, this belt has been to Mexico. This belt has been to Miami, been to Florida. I mean, all parts of Florida has been, you know, East coast, West coast. It goes on every vacation with me. Unless one time I did forget it. And I was a little bummed out, but the thing is, it's a reminder to me that it's, it's about the adversity that I had to overcome the challenge that I had to overcome, the struggles that I had to overcome, when people counted me out, when they doubted me, it, it's all a reminder to me that you got to have a heart of a champion. I have this thing, it was called a championship mentality. You know, you got to have the heart, the desire, the work ethic, the, the love, the grind, the passion for like the champions are. I mean, if you look at any champion, a champion gets up early, they stay up late, they outwork anybody and the reward for whatever you're doing is exponential. It's amazing. It's crazy. So every time, you know, I had sales, you know, my customers, we would take pictures with the belt. You know, my family would take pictures with the belt. And now in the studio, I have my customers taking pictures with the belt because it all reminds me of like, man, look, I made it. <laughs> I made it through. I, I live. I survived. I made it through you know, the heart of a champion. Um, and my goal is to, to, to challenge people, to inspire people, to, to encourage people to, to be that, to be everything that you want to be, to be that champion, to be that, that, that warrior, that, that fighter, that, that when people doubt in you, that you have inside it and you know, don't listen to the naysayers, don't listen to the dollars and the non-beliefs. Everywhere I took this belt, they were like, why do you have a belt? Why do you have this belt with you? At work, they were like, why you always got this belt? Nobody knew what this belt was doing for me. Nobody knew that this belt was a part of me. Nobody knew that this belt was my grind, was my peace, was that 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 encouragement, that 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 part of that purpose for me. Yeah. So whatever it is that that you have, whatever it is that 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 brings you that that certain thing, wear it, wear it with pride, wear it with, with joy. What happened? Man, I'll take this, I'll tell you. When I have this belt at the airport, people love it. Like, oh man, look at the champion. They don't know what kind of champion I am, but they just see me as a champion. And then that starts a conversation. Then, then I can tell them my story. Then I can tell them my story of, of overcoming. Then I can tell them my story of joy. Then I can tell them my story of peace and where I'm at right now. Man, this belt is, means everything to me. And, and when I thought I lost this baby, whew, man, I had, I can live. <laughs> but you know, it, it's it's amazing. You know, and, and I'm so thankful and I'm so blessed that had I not seen that journey, had I not seen that challenge in front of me for me to go after it, to get it, I wouldn't have it. You gotta be able to put yourself on that point where there's something that's in front of you that you can't see. There's something in front of you that you won't understand. There's something in front of you that, that will make no sense to you. But once you start 
working towards it, being faithful in it, and and encouraging yourself and getting up each and every day, man, the reward you get out of it is amazing. This belt literally made people want to come and be around me. Made people want to be like, man, I want to go to him. He's a champ. He he got to be doing somewhere. I want to be. I want to work with him. I want to be around him. I want to get his service. I want to do the things that he's doing because it's just something about the joy that comes on me when I have this belt with me. And most people won't understand it. It's not for them to understand. It's for me to understand. It's for me to be able to get it out to people, to them to understand. So yeah, this belt, man, means means a lot to me. It means a lot to me. I love it, cousin, because you are winning. You are winning. You are winning. And the enemy cannot hold you down because you do have the champion mentality. Yeah. And so I just want to say thank you for being yes. a light to so many. You know, because people are watching your life. People, yes. there will be people that will watch this podcast and say to themselves, hey, well, Nico wasn't always successful. Nico had to push through some stuff. You know, there were some tough days for Nico as it is for us all. And sometimes people just don't know your backstory. So people get a glimpse of your success and they think that that's what it is. When once you learn the backstory, you understand the building blocks of success, right? So, I mean, it it is just, it is amazing. And I, I love it, love it, love it. So Nico, you talked about so much, but overall you talked about overcoming. That is like the theme of your life. So although um, December 20th is a day of pain, uh, passion and purpose, it is a day that you have overcome, that you have gotten an opportunity to celebrate, where you have had an opportunity to build, where you have had an opportunity to just be great. You know, the champion that you are, God has put yes. you on display to the world to say, hey, he's my champion. And as long as you continue to make his name great, he's going to elevate you. So stay encouraged, cousin. Yes. This is awesome. Do you have any Thanks. last words that you that you want to share? Anything that we didn't discuss that you want the audience to hear before we get out of here? I mean, the, the the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I wanted to wanted to leave people with is like you said earlier, like it was it's not easy. There were times where I would go into to work several times and want to quit. That, there were several days where I wanted to quit, give up, throw in the towel, throw it all, and whatever the case may be. But the thing is, the beauty about life, it can always get better. No matter how hard it is, it can always get better. No matter. If you have another day of life, you have another breath of life, count it all joy and just understand that no matter what Pain is only temporary. And no matter what kind of pain you went through, whether it's been physical, mental, emotional, whatever the case may be, God can heal you of that pain. You know, you can be healed. You can be cleansed. You can be, you know, all that stuff can be written. You know, if you just believe in yourself, trusting, trust. I mean, God has been my foundation to everything. And like I said, had it not been for some of these challenges and situations that I, that came up in my life, who knows where I will be. God has always been that driving force. 
but I always lean back to say that because life is amazing. Life is beautiful. No matter what you think of yourself, start flipping. If you're thinking negative, start thinking positive. All it takes is that one moment, that one step. It can start now. It can start today. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter what happened an hour ago. Just flip that thing to believe in yourself to be like, you know what? I got a purpose. I mean, there's passion that that's chasing me. You know, there, there's something that that that's inside of me that I can give to this world, that I can give to this world that is going to be impactful. That's going to be that's going to be amazing. You know, so I always say, like, man, my passion has purpose. That's everything. It means so much because we are beautiful, beautiful creatures, you know, all shades of people, all sizes of people. And we are so beautiful, so gifted, and so talented, no matter where you are, you know. There's been days where, you know, I had self-esteem issues. I had, you know, all types of issues. But, you know, the, the beauty of it is I got past it. I kept going. I kept fighting through. Um, just know that there's something amazing is coming. Greatness is waiting. Greatness is in store. It's, it's, Destiny has your name. There, there's something that that you know God is speaking to you right now for those that are struggling, for those that want to give up, don't do it. Don't give up, don't give it. Greatness is on your life. There is something special and something powerful on each and every one of us. And I leave that to say, especially for our youth, that man, we got so much to live for. So much, and this belt just keeps me young. This belt keeps me fun, you know. <laughs> we gotta encourage our youth and keep them, you know, keep them fun. And, you know, keep them, you know, looking forward to, to the great things that we have. And just know that it doesn't matter your, your background level, education level, or how much money you have or had or whatever the case may be. Once you find that peace, man, once you find that peace, once you find that joy, none of that other stuff matters because you have something that is so powerful. Once your mind is right, you can do anything. You can do anything. And once I got that peace, oh my gosh, now every, life is just fun for me. I wake up each and every day and I'm excited, you know, because there's something, your pain will turn into your, to your passion that's going to turn to that purpose. That, the pain happens for a reason. We all have to go through it, but go through means something. Through, listen to the word through. When you go through something, that, that means don't stay there. Right. When you go through that pain, man, get out that pain. Because once you get out that pain and you get to that peace, man, that's something that you can't, I can't even describe the words that it feel on the level that I'm at right now because I have peace in my life. I mean, everything that you can ever imagine, it, it feels amazing, you know, because I went through that pain. I didn't stay in it. I didn't let that pain take me out. And I didn't let that pain stick with me. I went through it. And now, man. I'm, I'm eating the fruits of the, of the labor. I'm eating the fruits of the seeds that I planted from all the pain that I went through. And man, just life is, life is great. Life is good, you know? It's not easy, but life is good, you know? And I'm just thankful I'm forever, you know, embedded for all the love and all the people that have supported me over the years, all the people that have encouraged me. And even the people that, that didn't encourage me, that pushed me. You know, the people that didn't, you know, see me, that pushed me, you know, so... It's just uh, one of those things that, you know, you just got to be able to live and enjoy life and, and just be weird. Be you, be amazing. I love it. I love it, cousin. Y'all heard it from the child. He is an overcomer. 
he has the champion mindset. Y'all have not seen nothing yet. I just do not believe that God is done with this man. I believe that his plat God is just building his platform. And I believe that he is going to encourage generations to come. And so um, I want to say thank you so much. Again, this is not only my guest, but he is my cousin. And I am so very proud of him in all that he's doing and what God is doing through him. It is so amazing. So to the listener, I just want to say to you that I hope that you have been inspired by Nico's story because life is not easy. Those are his words. Life is not easy for any of us. But if you think about what it means, like Nico said, to go through, going through means that you're not stuck where you were. So if you were in pain and you go through, then you can get to your next, the space of peace. And even if a walk to peace is still a process. So all of these P words, God knows, he knows, he knows, but they are good and they are for us and they will take us to our next. So thank you so much for joining us today. Um, thank you again to Nico for coming on and we are yes, going to yes. say good night to you all and thank you for listening and watching. Bye-bye.